And rocket. All right. Why is my? Oh, I know. I know. This continues to be a countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 50, 49, 48. You're listening to the countdown to the Slade and Mason show. Do you think this is going to work, buddy? This is the continued countdown. Sure, why not? Slade and Mason show. I keep hearing that guy counting. It's like I just want to make sure. Oh, he does drugs. Slade and Mason Oh, so am I. I mean, so does the guy. Yeah. As you're listening to the countdown to the Slade and Mason show. 27. Source, the <laughs> to the Mason show. <laughs> now broadcaster from the Dan Mason Studios, deep in the heart of Virginia, it's the Slade and Mason Show. Fire, fire, pants on fire! <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Do you feel better now? I feel much better. <laughs> Hi, Dan Mason. Hi, J.D. Slade. Hey, okay, I guess we better do this right. All right, yeah. I'm J.D. Slade. And I'm Dan Mason. And this is this the Slade and Mason, Mason show. show. There we go. It's, All right. We're on Skype. That's which is exactly why this is happening because I am actually sitting in the comfort of my living room naked. I mean, no, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm having. And mixer. Dan is yeah. in the bow. I mean, in the uh, my bowels <laughs> of the Dan Mason studio. We, we've released what? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's going to be another funny day. Oh my gosh! Well, hello there, Mr. Slade. And how are you, Mr. Mason? I'm, I'm doing also just going to tell you why we're doing this because the last show we did a couple of weeks ago, you heard my partner whining about, <sighs> man, I got to drive an hour there, and an hour back, and then an hour there, and an hour back, and I knew if I left it to his devices, he would find a way for us to be able to do this. <laughs> because, listen, for four years, ladies and gentlemen, four years, I lost a leg. I'm trying to recuperate. All I'm hearing from Dan is, when are you coming back to the show? When are you coming back to the show? <laughs> when are you going to get a car? When are you going to get a car? When are you going to get a car? Yeah. Hey, when are you get a leg? When are you going to get a leg? <laughs> <laughs> Run on over. How long can I take it? <laughs> hey, listen, it's like that. So then I finally, I finally give it. You know, it's four years later. I finally, okay, Dan, I can walk now. So it's like, uh, you know, again, but here's what's got to happen. You call that walking? All right. All right. All right. Good. All right. We can get the Slate Mason show going. Get the Slate Mason show going. It's like, and then he starts whining about having to have to get the Slate Mason show together. But yeah. hey, listen, congratulations. This, this was quite, this was quite a coup because I, I had wondered why we couldn't have done this before. Uh, it had a lot to do with the signal that I had. We had, uh, so... Uh, the Wi-Fi I was paying for was like uh, like a step above dial-up. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, my gosh. All right. So what's on your mind this morning? All right. Well, you know, I was looking through my... I have 20 or 25 pages of material. How much do you have, Mason? Uh, 21. Yeah, liar. No, okay. 21. All right, listen. Uh, of course, you know if you've listened to this show before that I give Dan a lot of stuff because, you know, again, he had to prove that 
I'm a man, yeah, baby, you'll <laughs> never find. And so as a result, he has 17 children. Mm. So here's the question. There's a survey that Capri Sun did recently. And, of course, Capri Sun is that one that gives you the little cheap uh, little uh, containers of juice that, you know, you probably spill all over yourself in the car. Uh, Capri Sun. Now, now, wait a minute. Isn't that the, the company that makes that container that can never be recycled ever again? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Capri Sun is trying to is trying to stroke parents. So it's like uh, they do these surveys for parents and children. Anyway, this new survey reveals that the average parent will have two thousand one hundred eighty four arguments a year with their children. <laughs> they will not. <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. It goes on. It says half the arguments will be about food and drinks and 60% of parents often compromise with their children in order to keep the peace. When the hell did that happen? Alright, here's a cheeseburger. You don't have to eat the liver. Oh my god. Listen, my mom, God rest her soul, I love saying that. Anyway, she was a she was 4 foot 11, mm -hmm. but she was a tank of dynamite. There was no discussion there was no compromise. There was no arguing. Because here's the way the argument would start. My name. Da-da-da. You should be doing this. Mom, I don't. <laughs> Smack. End of argument. End of argument. <laughs> I mean, look, okay. <laughs> and then they go on to list that the average parent spends 16 minutes a day arguing and responding. <laughs> negotiating with their kids. <laughs> it's great. It's great. 50% of parents tell their children to be on their best behavior because Santa's secretly watching them. Well, there's where it is, right there. Oh, and what's that? And what's that, the, the little elf on the shelf thing? That is creepy oh, as all get out. Do you know about that? I love that. That's, that's nanny cam. <laughs> <laughs> but Santa-induced. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, so here's the thing. We sit here and we tell our kids, you got to be good because this guy in a big red suit is going to be coming down your chimney and distributing toys based on how good you were. Yeah. I'm not trying to dispel the myth because Santa does exist. I ah, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah I, I saw him. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That dude was kissing, yeah, okay, oh mom, <laughs> right next to the milkman. <laughs> hey, here's a new activity for us. Look at this. Uh -oh. I just figured oh. out a way we can make some money. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hell, hold, uh, you know, again, I'm really right? careful about it. All right, here you go. It's called, okay. it's called uh, butt-legging. Ooh. Butt-legging, butt-legging, butt-legging. B U B. <laughs> it doesn't sound good, does it? No, it doesn't. Sounds dirty. Sounds real dirty. I gotta get me some singles. I'm going out to see a butt legging. Oh God, I'm gonna need two cigarettes. <laughs> oh my gosh! So apparently, um, it's a term picked up in uh, in New York. For people who bring cigarettes in from outside the state, <laughs> it, it, right now it is. This is unbelievable. It is all right for so each pack of wait, cigarettes wait, from where? Anywhere, anywhere. Do you know what you, you know what it costs for a single pack of cigarettes in New York City? It's like twelve dollars. It used to be ten dollars fifty cents. It is now thirteen dollars a pack of cigarettes. You know, that's uh, just as a side note, you know, one of the things that I did before I went in the hospital was that I, I was a smoker mm -hmm. and uh, I, I smoked about a half pack a day consistently for God knows how many years. Yeah. Well, of course, you can't smoke in the hospital. So guess what? After the 30 days, I was clean. Haven't yeah. had a cigarette since. Good for you. Yeah. Of course, I, it's a hell of a price to pay for, <laughs> a leg for my cigarette habit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, 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 wait, consider this. Now, here in Virginia, you know, we can get them like dirt cheap. Um, I think it's our, our local tax is like 30 cents per pack. Yeah. New York state is $5.85 a pack for taxes. So you buy them here, you take them up to New York. Hey, there you go. You made some money. 
Now you see, you <clears throat> see, you forget back in the seventies. Yeah. Like again, when cigarettes were about twenty-five or the thirty-five cents a pack. Oh, I remember those times. Load up. People would load them up <clears throat> and go right up north because at that time they were selling for like a dollar and a half a pack. Yeah. So you know, you're. I, that's the amazing thing about cigarettes because when I was smoking, when I went into the hospital, it was I think um, my friend at the time was Newports, and I. <clears throat> I think they were like three thirty-five a pack. Wow! I went into a sheets here recently. It's like they're over five dollars a pack now. Oh man, it's like you know. Again, I, I couldn't afford to smoke. Well, I would have to go out and probably commit some crimes in such way to be able to protect my habit. <laughs> well, I I quit back in '86. Uh, they were about sixty-five, yeah. seventy cents a pack. Yeah, man. And it, Back in the day, you could get a buck and a half and you could put some gas in your car and get yep. smokes. Now, $5 a pack? No, 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 no. I ain't, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that no, no but more. You, but let me tell you something. Here's the here's the pull that cigarettes have, and you know it. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I had said, when cigarettes get to be $2 a pack, I'm going to quit. Yeah, it didn't happen. When cigarettes get to be $2 and a half a pack, I'm going to quit. Yeah, it didn't Boy, happen. they better not go up to $3 a pack because I'm going to quit. <laughs> Oh, look at this. They're going. Uh, yeah. Like I said, uh, yeah, I, I took the I took a tough route, but it's like uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad on all scores. All right. So you want to be you want to be a butt legger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, not in my neighborhood. <laughs> we have standards here. Oh, my gosh. That- <laughs> Oh, that's so wrong. Oh God, that's wrong. yeah. Whoo! Oh my gosh, this is just yeah. So it costs, um, you know, figure a pack a day. It's like forty eight hundred dollars a year. Forty eight hundred dollars a year burned up. That's thirteen dollars a pack. Holy moly! I know Woo. it's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, glad I came up on that one. That was well, fun. now again, you know, here was the thing. You know, when I was working in Virginia back in the seventies, it's like when I think I was state- back in the sixties. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. uh, Oh, yeah. So my annual salary in 1978 was $10,800. I went to a larger market. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where they pay you stupid money for doing the very same thing you're slaving for. (laughs) Uh And then I could afford cigarettes and all kinds of good stuff. (laughs) But that was actually what you were making back in the Senate. That was pretty good money. That was, hey, I mean, you know. Hey, I was well. They got a term for it, but I can't use it on this radio show because you told me to stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, let's see here. It is oh, so you know, um, we're about at the end of July. School is going to open here in Virginia and a lot of places uh, within the next two weeks. Now, where you are, uh, when does school open? Uh, just after Labor Day, so we're we've got a little bit of a lag. This is the last year they're doing it, though. Next year they're going back to the uh, the format that everybody else is using throughout Virginia. Yeah, because where I live, kids are going to be going to school. I think on the thirteenth of August, mm-hmm. and that is not making people happy. No, it's not. Yeah, and we're gonna we got we got very unhappy people over here as well. So, but here's the thing. Yeah. The reason is because we've got to get that 180 days in in order to be able to get that funding. If we don't, then we lose money, and we don't want to add on to the school year. So if we start them earlier, when we got to take them 18 snow days back, you know, up in December and January, or or high wind days, high wind days. Oh yeah, well it's like, and then. I- I've even seen where they, because it's raining, they decide to cancel school. I, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, I <laughs> walked five miles to school in a snowstorm barefoot. <laughs> With nails in my feet. <laughs> uh, All us good yeah. Catholics did, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, my. Yeah, don't even, don't even get me started about being a good Catholic. Man, oh I, went to, I had to go to Mass every morning. Gosh! Oh, you heard you heard about uh, uh, Theodore McCarrick? Oh yeah, DC. It's yeah. like well, see, I, I speaking I, of Catholics, I I just happened to for those of you who do not know, uh, Archbishop McCarrick was the Archbishop of Washington, and he got into a bit of controversy. So the next thing you know, 
he was over in Rome. Yeah. And this past week, he has resigned because there are allegations that uh, uh, that the good father was not all a good father. Fifty years ago. Yeah, I, I, I'm having problems, and I guess because I, I tried to I tried to put in my mind every instance where I was around a priest when I was a kid, and I was an altar boy, so I was around the priest a lot. Yeah, you and I and, and I didn't happen. Nope. Never happened. Never happened. You know, again. I will tell you that Father Karshinsky, Father Tarentev, and Monsignor Mursko were probably three of the most honorable men that I have ever, ever known. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, so I, I just want to let people know that, you know, again, yes, there are some bad apples, but there are also some mighty good people serving. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, Father Glenn, when I was growing up, the most horrible, dismissive thing he ever did. Well, there was two. One, he used to carry a baseball bat in case you wanted to go towards the sacrament and steal the gold in there. That's one. <clears throat> Number two was uh, he'd drink orange juice. He was allergic to orange juice. That was like his, his those were his two biggest vices. He was uh, allergic to orange juice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> used to used to drink. He loved it when the artificial flavors came out. So he was like, oh, man, I can start drinking orange juice now. So. But uh, well, yeah, you know, n- I, I, mean, I learned it was because of the three men that I mentioned: Father Mursko, Terendiev, and Father uh, George mm-hmm. Karshinsky, um, That I, I I thought at one point that I wanted to go into seminary. <laughs> Thank goodness Shut we up. got past that one. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, it's like you know. Again, I, I tell this story. I really did. It's like when I was, uh, I guess, thirteen or fourteen. It's like I really thought that I had a calling because. I had served so many funerals and so many weddings and such, and I really racked it up because you got paid for those things. <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. But I, I did. I, I thought I felt the calling to to maybe enter seminary. Mm. Now, Father, then you, then you Father found out. <laughs> well, Father Trenton, Father George, and and Monsignor Mursko, they were good men, but they let's see. I think Father. George and Father uh, Monsignor Mursko smoked cigarettes. Uh, yeah, they all, all all the priests over here smoke. Yeah. Well, Father Trentin didn't. Father Trentin was like six foot three. I mean, really big man, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't smoke, and he didn't drink. Monsignor Mursko did like to to, to sample the cruets of wine. Yeah. Uh, you go to hand in the cruet, and it's like, and you got to go refill it before he takes the second sip. <laughs> He's taking the whole cruet full. Father, were you we practicing? To, oh, yeah, yeah, lots to, of practice. I hate cruets, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just oh talking about all my, but, all my big, bad, bad, bad past. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I mentioned uh, previously the, the, the worst, quote-unquote, worst priest we ever had was Father O'Brien. Uh, he had girlfriends, lots of them, <laughs> and everybody knew it. He was just, you know, he didn't hide it. He go off on dates, you know, things that people go, oh, no. Well, he's not married. Yeah, that was the well, stipulation. I think, yeah, wait a minute. See, that now I, I was about to get to you as the part to why seminary started looking like a distant memory to me. <laughs> <laughs> because then you see I these women? Out. Yeah, you will never be able to yeah. touch them again. What, what, what? Exactly. Wait a minute. You got me walking around here with nuns, and I can't think about women like that? No. Uh, not like that. Let no. me rethink my options here. None of that. <laughs> None of that'll happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned this because my godmother, Evelyn Sorg, and God, I love that woman. She really, she is responsible for me not being a criminal, at least when it gets caught. <laughs> and, <laughs> Evelyn, Evelyn guided me, and she was the reason that I stayed in school because I was a, I was, oh, I was going to be a thug. I could already tell. And Evelyn just took me under her wing, and and beat and the living you know what out of you. <laughs> no, it's like that's the thing of it. My mom Should've. beat the living you know what out of me. My mom, my mom, mom. But Evelyn treated me with kindness, mm. and she, you know, kill him with kindness. And as a result, it's like, boy, you talk about something that was a culture shock. So anyway, Evelyn was a very, very attractive woman, and she was the organist in my parish. Are you there? Yeah, I am. I'm having okay. speaker issues, but go ahead. Yeah, you're monkeying in with something. Okay. Yeah. So she was a beautiful woman, and she drove a Carmen Ghia. Yep. Now, listen, when I was uh, uh, 13, 14, 15, I was over 200 pounds. 
Now, a Carmen Ghia, for those of you who do not remember what they were, they were these little sawed-off machines that I would have to actually get my foot in, bend my right leg so that I could get down and squeeze into this car. Oh, my God. So it looked really funny when we were riding up and down the road. But anyway, especially, my, at that, especially at that weight, the car is listing to the right. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got the picture. That car keeps pulling to the right. I guess I have to get the steering adjusted. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I say, and when I would get out, it would spring up, you know? <laughs> you know, that reminds me. I bought it. I had to tell you a quick story. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So, I went. this is up in uh, up in New Jersey in Rockaway. I bought uh, an 83 Honda Civic wagon and went for, <laughs> I went for a, a test drive with the with the salesperson. Salesperson weighed about 400 pounds. <laughs> and he got in and we're driving. I'm like, man, this thing's really pulling to the right. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it never occurred to me until I got home and I started thinking about it. I go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I got them to shave five hundred dollars off the price. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God! Ah. Okay, I love so, stories. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Carmen about my godmother. Yeah. So Evelyn was this beautiful woman who was the organist in my parish, right. and as a result, she also had a music studio. And I, I told this story before how I learned how to play guitar. Anyway, Father Trenton, the big six foot three guy yeah he had a crush on evelyn oh yeah he, he had a real crush on evelyn and i think it caused some conflict with him because uh you know again you're having this tug of war between you know your 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 vows and uh your your humanity anyway nothing ever happened nothing yeah. ever happened but i just want to make sure that people understand because here's another case where um you have to be a special man to want to be a priest to begin with. Yep. And if you haven't checked all, and, and like I said, I went through a lot of soul searching to realize that, uh, yeah, seminary is not for me because I like women entirely too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can be quite delightful, I understand. <laughs> yeah, you with the 17 children. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What is this thing popping up on my screen? You know, wait a minute. Uh, drop, 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 drop. We don't want to talk know. about that. My kids, they they load things on this computer, and I just don't know. All right, let's see what's going on here. Hold on. All okay, right. while you're doing that, listen, see again. And while he's doing that, because see, I I'm in a big house all by myself. As a matter of fact, when we were running the test for this uh, yesterday. I had the door open like I have it now. And Dan said, you got the door open. And I said, how do you know? Because I can hear the cars going by. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, there's no traffic on the road this morning. So uh, it looks like it's partly cloudy. And, you know, maybe we'll have some rain before it's over. I do know that the next week is going to be full of rain. Yeah, we are completely cloud covered over here. So <clears throat> Good. Like I say, I, and I'm on vacation from my other job. So it's like, I love, man, cloudy days. I'm in hog heaven. Yeah. All right, let's see here. All right, um, let's do this. Let's do a short break, and then we'll be right back. Okay. All right, here we go. Thank goodness for this break. Sadly, however, we will return to the Slade and Mason Show. Mike. It's better be. It's better be recording. Get off the mic. Yeah. Yeah, you know you know who I'm this is. I'm calling you on the phone. I'll give you a second. I'm calling you on the phone. Hey. Are we on the air? Think about it. Shh. Are we off? Shh. No. Shh. You're wrong. Shh. This is Shaw Rabinowitz. That's right, <laughs> buddy boy. Yeah, I found you. Yeah. 
Thought you'd hire at your radio station. <laughs> no. Thought you'd be funny going someplace else. Well, I found you. And, and I got I to gotta tell you, I got to... Marge, can you get me... In my top drawer. In my top drawer. Woman, listen. Top drawer. The top drawer. Do I stutter? <laughs> I, I need my luckies. Get me my luckies. <laughs> no. Now. Wait, then go ahead. Yeah. Turn the oxygen off and come on over here. Thank you. Where's my ashtray? I want the blue ashtray. No, the one that's bluer. <laughs> anyway, listen. Listen. I know you's trying to hide from me. <laughs> now, I moved to Arizona because my doctor said I, 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 my doctor said I'd do better with you. Yeah, I'm doing better with you. Hi, good morning, I, everybody. Oh, well, by the way, Slade and I, we are at it again. I, the Slade I Mason to that, show. That I am in my home right uh, now. It's like right man, now. The I man thought is he was in his home in the bowels nice of the studio, the Grand Mason Studios. He's not all that public. Mason show. Hey, listen, just like us. you. You know, again, you can pick us up on any of the platforms, but your best bet is just go to Facebook, click on it, oh, and, you, you, and then you'll find it. Hey, ran it again. Certainly Dan Mason guy? Yeah. Shh. He's a jerk. Yeah, just like you. Sick of the two years. <laughs> and, when, and when I... Listen, I told you before, I know people. When I... <laughs> 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 He's gonna tell us about being a captain of industry. <laughs> I know people, and 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 I. <laughs> you gotta stop smoking, there, buddy. Just be, just because you're on the internet doesn't make it so that you <laughs> can do whatever you want. That's right, buddy boy. Yeah. The FCC, they're nothing. I, I got friends who can. <laughs> <laughs> I I got friends who can shut you down in a heartbeat. Do you hear me? Heartbeat. You know what that means? That means tomorrow, right away. Hey, listen. I'm I'm not to be reckoned with. I don't know if I've right, mentioned this to you before, but I I was a captain of industry. Women <laughs> women loved me. They adored me. They'd, they'd want, <coughs> they'd want me for, <coughs> they, I, you don't know who you're messing with. No, nobody, boy. That's right. Saul Rabinowitz is it. I'm the, <coughs> I'm the one who, <coughs> making me sick. You're sick. I'm thinking that Dan guy is sick, too. You, Mr. Slade, again, I don't think that's your real name. You, Mr. <laughs> Slade, are an insult, and <coughs> I'm going <coughs> to, my last penny. <coughs> Do you hear me? I got, I got. Is dead? Shh, we're not done yet. Oh, hi. Your microphone's open. Oh. I went down to the Huckleberry picnic dinner all over the town. Shepherd and the meat was nine foot deep and a green pot walking all around. The biscuit in the oven was a bacon, was a beefsteak frying in a pan. Pretty gal sitting in the parlor, Lord God Almighty, what a hand I stand. Oh, them you I tell you, Miss Lizer, you keep cool. I ain't got time to kiss you now, I'm busy with this mule.
Hey, I just changed her my mic off. Oh well, I there we go. Now, mic might be enough, like it ain't working. All right. Oh, no, you're hearing me. Oh. Oh. All right, well, there's a cold well, not in a bit. He's got a hard jaw. He's the very thing to have about to team her mother-in-law. This muley I'm a kicker. He's got a hard back. He headed over Texas Railroad. Gotta get you a mute button. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I thought we were undone. It's like, no, boy, this is being recorded I, right now. Oh, we're on. The whole thing. It's like we never left. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't tell you about my exploit last week. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be talking about JD's plane, 17 children. from a goose, he pulverized a hog. He kicked up three dead Chinamans and swallowed him a yaller dog. It's itself some of Ian Mason's greatest hits. <laughs> We've already got some people who have picked it up and liked it. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this program, we do appreciate all the support we get. Like, you know, we we need it all. Hey, how much longer is this song guy? I'll give you a hint. Oops. Like we never left. <laughs> So you were supposed to shut everybody off. I can't shut off. Oh, oh, oh that's right, because we're on Skype. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps running and running, baby. Just keeps running and running. You know what? Let, let's try it. Let's see if I, uh, that's the mute button. That's the camera button. Uh, Skype button. Look at the devil I am, man. I'm looking at me on Facebook. No, there is actually a mute button at the bottom of your, your Skype thing. You could hit the mute. I'm going to oh, try Oh, that's because... I'm playing on the line. I'm playing on the net, which is causing problems too. Yeah, so. that's why you talk. Well, that's yeah. We'll see again. Then I went to go and call you on the phone, and and I got ready to do the Facebook feed, and the next thing I know, we're all blocked out. Oh, but people do not want to hear about our technical problems. I'm JD Slade. I'm Dan Mason, and this is a Slade and Mason the show. Slade and Mason show. Over. Over. <laughs> okay, so again, I knew it. I knew it. When I, when we got ready to try this technology out, if you ever watch the network news, you will see John Patterson in Moscow while the anchor in Washington is saying, well, John Patterson in Moscow, what have we got to talk about? Right. Thanks, J.D. <laughs> And we have a similar delay here, but it's like, uh, you know, again, it's not quite that bad, but it really makes the uh, makes the reporters look really stupid because they're standing there looking around, <laughs> waiting for the cue. And they're nodding, and, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. picking their nose. You know? <laughs> Trying to anticipate what's going to be saying next, and they're like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, Before we get too see. far, let's uh, thank Dano Music for the music. Yes. Um, now that last piece was from uh, archive.org. But you are not kidding anybody. You know that your damn family in the back room there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That was. Uh, let me get the. Uh, let me get this right. It was. Um, oh. Yeah. And his Ozark Mountain brothers. No, it was uh, Lulu the aggravate. Anyway, it's it's called Kickin' Mule. It's from 1940s, and uh, uh, 
this there was the people going through the dust bowl and doing uh archival recordings of people doing certain things so this was off a uh, old uh 78 <laughs> and someone posted at the uh uh library of congress and i got rid of all the clicks and the pops and there was a actually a part where the record skipped so i cleaned up the skip and then I cleaned up the recording and got it ready to it's published. So yeah, this is my version. Right, of it. I tell you, I'm certainly glad you did all that work for that. Oh song. yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Six hours of my life never to be returned again. Yes. Never get back. <laughs> Would you like to hear that song again? <laughs> You're gonna have to after spending all that damn time. <laughs> We're gonna hear that every flipping break. No. <laughs> Because Dad worked on that and it was free. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So yeah. Whew. All right, we're talking about okay. anything else, or is that it? We're done for the day. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! You don't get away that easily. Oh my uh, gosh! Have you heard about the uh, the thing with Papa John? We did that last week. Oh well, I'm not done yet because it's like now Papa John's is doing something else, and I have to make sure I get my. I have to make sure I get my notes on that. Well, I know because, he's. I know they blocked. They gave the. There was something like a poison pill uh, offering. If you had more than ten percent, you couldn't do something or another. But anyway, so the, he was trying to do like a uh, a takeover. He was trying to yeah. buy his company back. He can't buy his company back. Hey, good. Like I say, when you use that word, you don't deserve your company. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Something about being negligent that just causes me to just lose my ever loving. Nickelodeon mine. <laughs> oh, is that the word we're using now? Yeah, yeah. That, Nimbus. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know that reminds me. All right, you want to talk about uh, John? Go ahead. All right. So uh, here is the thing of it is Papa John's is making news. You know that they, of course, lost the contract with the NFL. Yep. I'm sure that they'll be broke tomorrow because of that. I'm sure. But now they are now. <laughs> Daily Mirror claims that a Papa John's employee from Moscow was recently carrying pizza dough into his restaurant when he accidentally dropped some on the ground. Ew. <laughs> Security cameras caught the employee dusting the dough off before placing it back in his bin. <laughs> the uh. man <laughs> took the dough inside the store to be baked. Papa John's has yet to comment on that video. In Moscow. In Moscow. There are no cows in Moscow. 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 Where's Moscow? Moscow. Yes. Yeah, where Vladimir Putin lives. Oh, well, that's fine. I have no problem with that. It's okay. <laughs> you work in a corporate office, Dano. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, corporate and, and, and corporate offices have their own. I work in a very, very small office. There yeah. are not very many of us, thank God. No. Anyway, uh, do you have any brown nosers in your organization? Uh, no, but speaking of brown, so Roseanne uh, Barton. <laughs> all right, go get me nippled in oh, the wind. Oh, man. She... <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is funny. So she came out. This was uh, Thursday night. Uh, she had an interview with uh, Sean Hannity, of course, you know, throwing little softballs, I'm sure. And she... T- she said, uh, first off, I did not know she's 65 years old. Girl, give it up. I mean, you know, it's Roseanne? a it's a mess. Huh? Roseanne? Yeah. It says she's uh, 65 years old. Well, 65. You know, oh, okay. Now, okay. Well, go ahead and tell your story, and then I'll weigh in on this. So here's what she said. She said she's in Hawaii, and she <laughs> said, quote, I was afraid to go out. And also because when you're called a racist and you live in an island full of brown people, it's kind of terrifying. I'm like, what the heck? Roseanne, did you need a shovel? I mean, do we we need to dig you a little bit deeper here? (laughs) No, she has done real well burying her career as well. What a Uh, ding dong. Get back. Let me get into this for a second. All right. Let me turn the serious. Right. Here. I, I have no problem with sixty-five. That, that's okay. But I'm, I'm just saying, for her, uh, she's run. First off, she, yeah, all done. All Give right. it up. So here, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the reason that she ended up getting, I, I love this because she has blamed everything in the world on her stupidity. 
Uh, listen, she mm -hmm. wanted to blame Ambient, and you see how Ambient took off, man. They were like, hey, hey wait a minute. No, well, <laughs> we do a lot of stuff with Ambient, but that doesn't make us racist. That's not one of those side effects. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So, all right. So then it's like, if she had any soul and any remorse for what she said mm -hmm. and tweeted, mm -hmm. then she would have just gone away and let the chips fall where they may. You know, again, go ahead and take the slings and take the hits because eventually American public will get over it. I mean, look, remember, this is the same woman who butchered the national anthem years ago. Yeah. And people thought she would never recover from that. Yeah. And she did. So you think but, she's going to recover from this one? Well, I, I think her, her days on television are done. I think her network days are over because nobody will want to take that chance. But I'm going to give her props because she could have really screwed the people on the cast by holding out saying hey I want to keep my creative junk in there blah 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 she gave all that up but here's the problem what was the name of the show uh, Roseanne the Connors are not going to make it they aren't because unfortunately it is just so ingrained and imprinted and I don't think they have decided how they're going to handle it whether they're going to have Roseanne have this massive heart attack or die. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, they're not going to be able to restructure the show without the catalyst. And that, that's just the way it is. They should have just gone ahead and let the show die the slow death that it was going to. No, they should just do like everybody else does, is bring on John Lovitz. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you remember when... Uh, uh, um, Phil uh, Hartman? What, uh, what, the, what was the guy? No, um, Phil Hartman? No, 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 no. Jack Tripper. Uh, oh, Phil Hartman. No, that wasn't Phil Hartman. Uh, uh, Three's Company. Oh, um, that was Phil Hartman. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, now it's like, this is crazy. Come on, knock on the door. Uh, Ritter, 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 yeah. Ritter. John Ritter. Yes. All right, John Ritter. When he was in the show, mm -hmm. Eight Rules to Date My Daughter, and then he died suddenly. Yes. They tried to keep the show going. It did. You know, again. With every every once in a while a, a sad moment remembering dad that yeah. doesn't work yeah i can't remember any show let me think about it any show where the major character other than bewitched and the two darrens um let me think about this i don't know what that what the, what was that all about two darrens well because dick What's his york name? dick yeah. york was uh he was having problems With and he had also gotten himself quite a drug habit yeah and so uh, he had to be replaced, and then Dick Sargent came in. And, and unfortunately, they tried to get someone who might be able on a bad day in dark light to pass at Darren Stevens. And, uh, you know, again, uh, it didn't, didn't work. It didn't, didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Other you know, just like, and then they had, they had Gladys Kravitz end up being replaced because I think she died too. Yeah. People just keep dying. It's really annoying. Uh, yeah, it is a real bad habit that people seem to have. It's like <laughs> they make these bodies so 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 fallible, man. So I was talking about brown nosers. Oh yeah. And you said, "Finger brown." <laughs> As you have want to do. Well, Ohio State University College of Business tells us that people who flatter their boss yeah. are more likely to be unkind to coworkers. Hmm. Office suck-ups are more likely to skip meetings or browse the web instead of working. Mm -hmm. Brown nosers also have depleted energy levels and waste more time in the office than others. Uh -huh. Sucking up to the boss is one of many behaviors employees use to maintain their desired image. No. Uh, nope, not going to ever be part of that crew either. I ain't sucking no. up to nobody. No, not going <laughs> to work. It's like this. Look, I, I, I come to you. It's like what you see is what you get. If you decide to accept me, hey, guess what? You get it all. Now, I don't filter. Now, now to dovetail on that, <clears throat> there's a trick to getting more money. Brown nosing? No, this was a, a news article <laughs> came out of Yahoo Financial. Um, uh, it's, uh, raising your salary by negotiating every single time. Right. So this, uh, this, uh, this is the guy with the 17 kids who negotiates with his kids. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> please, please. He delivers. Okay. So, <laughs> so here's what they, here's what they got. 
always be ready to negotiate. So, you know, you can always ask, right? Uh, always come prepared, ready to, you know, present what your worth is. Uh, invest in yourself, you know, tell them about your career moves and things you're doing. And of course, the big one, always chase the money, like go, go for those bigger jobs and things like that. So that's all you got to do, JD, uh, at the place where you work. And that's how you get more money. <laughs> you're such a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just go ahead and tell me you need more money. I need more money. <laughs> and there's our joke for the day. <laughs> I, you know, I have this thing. Uh, I have this thing about food. I don't like people messing with food. I told you, it's like when I grew up, there was one Cheerio, the little little beige circles. That's it. That's all there were with Cheerios. Cheerios. Uh, cornflakes. It was a cornflake. It, it was this crispy cornflake. Man, it's like they didn't have. I saw on the shelves mm-hmm. chocolate coated frosted flakes. Oh my gosh. I mean, that doesn't what? even sound. Flavorful. It doesn't even sound good. It's like, man, it's like it's like candy at that point. Yeah, well, see, it's not even candy. Turn oh, your hey, ra- hey, turn your phone off, man. Hey, it's Boogie. Hold on a second. All right, hey, okay. go ahead and talk about something. All right, I'm gonna talk about Boogie. Oh, so up, anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so let's do this. Um, I know what I'll do. Let's talk about, uh, hey, there's a peculiar math that could underlie the laws of nature. All right. 2014, a graduate student at the University of Waterloo, Canada, called Coyle, Coyle Fury, rented a car and drove six hours south to Pennsylvania State University, eager to talk to a physics professor there named Murat Gundel, German, I guess. Fury had figured out how to build on a finding of Goyens from 40 years earlier, a largely forgotten result that uh, supported a powerful suspicion about fundamental physics and its relationship to pure math. Now, um, so what had happened was she had suspected that uh, the two uh, underlying mathematics were related. Uh, It was harbored by many uh, physicists and mathematicians over the decade. But rarely actively yeah, pursued well, they, they uh, is that the peculiar panami penalty of uh, forces and particles that compromise reality spring logically from the properties of eight-dimensional oh. numbers called octinians. <clears throat> so octinians. As the numbers go, <laughs> the familiar real numbers, those you find like one pi eighty-three point seventy-seven, those are just real numbers. They get started. They can be paired up in a particular way to form complex numbers. First studied in 16th century in Italy, they behave like coordinates, like, you know, 2D plane, adding and subtracting, multiplying, dividing. It's like translating and rotating (laughs) positions around the plane. Now, complex numbers uh, suitably paired form four dimension, quadrants, okay? Discovered in 1843 by the uh, Irish mathematician William Rowan Hamilton. Who on the spot? Yeah, yeah. Dan. Yeah. So it was John you Graves. You know why you don't get invited to parties? <laughs> the Irish lawyer and mathematician <laughs> yeah. who discovered yeah. Octinians in 1843. Now, here's the weird thing. Here's the weird oh, thing. The Listen. whole story is a weird thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, you, all right. So, you know that if you do, you know, uh, uh, four times uh, four plus two plus eight, okay, you get the same answer as if you do eight plus two plus four, but not with octinians. If you add them up separately, it's kind of like putting on, you still have a sock, you still have a shoe, you put the shoe on first. You can't put the sock on because your foot's in there. But what this is saying is there's an actual preference and order, and that brings about the eighth dimension. Now, the woman came down, the fellow was talking to her, he he started this 40 years ago. He recommended to her not not to pursue this at all. He says, go get like a degree in studies or something like that and go get like a graduate degree in in schooling, uh, teach, but don't go down this path. He says, I spent 40 years on it, couldn't get anything on it. However, there's been new interest in this new model and she's going to go ahead. Now she's 39 years old and she's been studying physics since she started school. So, you know, she did school breaks. She just, you know, ski bumming and bartending to keep money but man when she gets down and to do octians it's just her she just wants to get going with that you know but uh 
you know, that's that's you the know, story. Congress really would love to have you on the floor to filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you get to start talking about numbers and it's like yeah. going on. <clears throat> so, but the uh, the final theory is. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give him credit, man. He's going to keep going. He's going to prove this. Hey, Betty White, ninety six. What do you make of that? Love that woman. I'm telling you, listen. If there is an older woman that I would just love to caress and just hold down, and just oh yeah, that's Betty White. Man. Watch it. I, watch I just, it. I love that woman. <laughs> yeah, she has. She says she has no plans to retire at age ninety six, and she says I'm going to be in the saddle forever. <laughs> yeah, baby, hey, that's my girl Betty. <laughs> yeah, so, good. you know, again, it's the sad part about it is is that she is the last golden girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, but she is still she she she's Betty. Eighty she years, is. eighty years in the business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, PBS- hey, did you ever watch Frasier? Yes. All right, well, Kelsey Grammer's getting ready to try and reboot it. Oh, for crying out loud. Everything old is new again. Remember that. A source tells the website Kelsey potentially wants to revive the project since he's taking meetings with various writers. But here again, how are you going to have Frasier without Coach? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're not going to bring wait, him wait, back. Wait, wait, Frasier, wait. Frasier was, no, 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 no. That wasn't Coach. All right, so you're mixing Cheers and Frasier. Oh, no, his dad. That's right. Frazier's yeah, his dad. dad. His dad passed away. Yeah, yeah. We're done. So you can't bring his dad back. That's right. Coach was on Cheers. See? Yeah. See, that's the last time I really watched network TV. So you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, I love. There are certain things I love about. I was talking about food and things that they were messing with. I love Olive Garden because I love the breadsticks. Mm-hmm. But you know what people are flocking to Olive Garden for now? Uh, breadsticks. Nope. The um, chain has added wait, let me, let me guess. s'mores Hold on. cake. Is it s'mores cake by chance? Oh, look at him. <laughs> he is brilliant. <laughs> s'mores cake to their summer menu. S'mores cake. That sounds pretty disgusting. Yeah, it does. It's like, you know, again, I'm not, uh, I don't really even like s'mores, but that's another story. Yeah. You know what? You know what my allergy is, don't you? Marshmallows? No, strawberries. Oh. So, so, so again, imagine. I Wait mean, till like, April Fool's Day. <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I go out with with a lady, you know, she's looking at the chocolate covered strawberries, and I'm thinking, man, it's like that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. But I understand that's the that's the food of romance. Now, do you break it's out? The, yes, I, I swell up like a bullfrog. Oh wow! Do you have to like. Take yeah. an epinephrine shot and things like that. Oh, run yeah. off to the emergency Boom. room. You know, it's like uh, a flop on the floor and things like that. Oh, that's you know? awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, you know, you and my friend, uh, riding friend Brenda. Uh huh. Brenda was. We were in the grocery store because she takes me everywhere I need to go. So we're at the grocery store, and I'm looking at uh, some uh, some ice um, frozen icy treats. Yeah. All right, so she's gonna she's going to somewhere, and it's like, and all of a sudden she brings to my house the next, next day all these frozen icy treats. Oh, it's like there's like maybe a dozen and a half of them. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like they're all strawberry ice. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> I said, uh-huh. all right. So I know I have to watch out for you people because it's like you people. What are, are you saying, you people? Insidious. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, Coca Cola is going to launch Coke Plus Coffee. Oh my gosh. It, Are you kidding Coke me? Coke Plus Coffee. It, it, this is true. Now, the drink is selling well in Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you remember the last time we talked about Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand? <laughs> Did it involve uh, dogs for breakfast? Or... Yeah. yeah. You remember, I wrote a joke, and it's like, and you wouldn't let me put it on the air. Yeah, we wouldn't let you put the, it on the, the air. It was in, <laughs> inappropriate. It was inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, well, like I say, Coke Plus Coffee is coming. Uh, and South Korean Krispy Kreme Donuts, don't you dare say it. Don't even think it. <laughs> South Korea Krispy Kreme donut shops are selling Cheetos Pops donuts. Oh my gosh. The five donuts have a smoky barbecue flavor and are topped with salty cheese 
and chocolate. And so delicious for you. I have one word for you. <laughs> I think that's three words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, so I have to ask you a question. Um, Do it. All right, so shirt. it says here, photographer behind viral image of starving polar bear raises questions about climate change narrative. <clears throat> so... Um, it was a National Geographic photographer who took pictures of a starving polar bear. <clears throat> and it said, uh, let's see, where's about the environment and what went wrong and climate change and said that it estimated 2.5 billion people saw the footage. It became the most viewed video in National Geographic's website ever. So, it is viewed by, that means roughly three-quarters of all human beings living on this planet right now have seen this video at the National Geographic's website. J.D., let me ask you a question. I haven't seen it. When's the last time you went to the National Geographic's website? Um, um. I, mean, I mean, including, including today. Um, <laughs> none. <laughs> never, never. So, what, I never what, went to the National Geographic website. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, but, but now, now, but you know, of course, all of us. But you've seen Gangnam Style, right? As seen what? Gangnam Style. Whoop! No. Whoop! What's whoop. that? What? Are you kidding me? No, what's that? Oh, I'll, all right. Well, I have to, it's a it's a, a video by uh, a DJ called Sai from uh, South Korea. I think he's South Korea. You haven't seen the video. That's interesting. No, nope. I don't watch style. videos, man. Oh, uh, uh, again, like I stay away from videos because it's yeah, like a, a, unless it's like unless it's a a, a, a Walmart <laughs> or a McDonald's brawl. <laughs> Oh, those are just too funny for oh words. Those was, are entertaining. So there was a recent McDonald's brawl, and I I went in. And I you know of course I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever look at these videos, but you know, you go to click on the video, and you have to like register with a website, and then when you register with a website, it takes forever for the video to load. So you're like, all right, forget it. So you just take the keywords, you go to YouTube, and you just pull it up yourself, right? So I did that. And sure enough, there's one for McDonald's, Richmond, Virginia. I'm thinking, what the? So sure enough, it's the same one that I gave negative reviews to. <laughs> oh my gosh! It, there was this tall, slender African American woman, and she started up on the woman behind the counter about getting her. Her free water fast enough. <laughs> oh my gosh. It ended oh. with like 15 people fighting each other. <laughs> she threw like the baby chair th over there. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You cross the line. You cross the line. Come over here and cross the line again. I'm like, OMG. People just oh, get. People just get I'll tell you, really here's where you want to go. You want to go to see this now. Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> I'm serious. Listen, there is a brawl every week at some Chuck E. Cheese's in this country. No, I kid no, you not, because they have those, uh, you know, those games mm -hmm. where you get tickets. Yeah. And that is usually the cause of a lot of the brawls. So, because kids end up taking somebody else's tickets, the parents get involved, then it's like a big old soccer game. So what you're boom. saying is you've you've never seen the National Geographic website of the starving uh, polar bears. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> who you were <laughs> All I know is I answered the question that I have never been to the okay. National okay. Geographic website. <laughs> I was going to say something smarmy about, you know, but when I was a kid, you know why we used to look at National Geographic? Yeah. <laughs> it was the African tribe from the Zambezi. <laughs> All I can say is flop, flop, flop. <laughs> I'm up. I really do. <laughs>
Oh my gosh. The National Geographic uh, website. So see him not bit. All right, just checking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh, that hurt. That hurt. All right. Hey, we're we're at that uh, we're at that mark. We should uh, we should probably. Uh, Are you going to turn the mics off this time, or am I going to be like <laughs> cursing you out and you know doing all kinds of illicit things? You know, while people can hear me. Uh because I wouldn't put the camera on either because I don't want them to see this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Goodness for this break. Sadly, however, we will return to the Slade and Mason show. Shut up. Ha, ha, ha.